Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? Yes. Do you really? Because, like, this one's kind of a stinker. <laughs> a stinker in terms of what? This episode just ain't great. <laughs> oh, okay. I <laughs> see. Okay. It, it was a roller coaster. But, <laughs> but this is Jungle of Mystery. Yeah. This is Jungle of Mystery, and uh, we even talk about the stinkers here. This one is season two, episode nine. What Kate did. What Kate did. But like we know now. Yep, we do. What she did. That's cool. It's, it's just another, like. It's another one of those things where I very much appreciate a character after an episode. Yeah, I suppose. Right. There's a lot of other dumb stuff. <laughs> the the love triangle is really stupid. I'll go ahead and say that out from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, put that out it's there. Just and... so, it's just so dumb. There's so much unnecessary stupidity from that. But her murdering i don't even know if it's murder i I feel like it's justified it is still murder but yeah right but that's yeah you know (laughs) i mean technically it's still murder (laughs) right it's but but it's uh you know justified just i would say justifiable homicide yeah yeah well let's talk about the justified homicide flashbacks so we meet wayne in kate's flashbacks her drunken abusive stepfather yep who plot twist is actually her father father her actual father father but we see her you know help him get in bed his drunk ass getting in bed and And he's hitting on her he's hitting on her and being creepy and then she drives off and the house explodes yeah that caught me off guard yeah so what 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 were you thinking during this first scene like when wayne rolls up were you thinking this is her dad or were you thinking this is like a shitty boyfriend lover at first i thought it was a shitty boyfriend yeah or something but then when she went to talk to ma right it became more clear but at first i thought oh hey this is she's got an abusive boyfriend but as it went on like their interactions it the, the way that he wasn't like, oh, I love you, I love you, blah, blah, right. blah. It was just yeah, like, yeah. you're beautiful. It yeah. became clear that it wasn't quite that. Right. So she goes to the little cafe where her mom works. We learn that she's only, she's 24. Sh- yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Eventually, uh, Lily is like 25 or something in this. Yeah, yeah. Like, she that is she just kind correct. of looks- she looks older than that, but not in a bad way. Right. I, I don't know how to put it. Like, I know that's, that, that is not meant to be an insult, but she, she, I would not, if I was, like, I used to work retail, I would not car her. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. For me, so, I know obviously it's different for you, you're watching this for the first time, but for me, I watched this show for the first time when I was, like, 14, and have watched it many, many times since then, and so, like, Watching it for the first time as a kid, I was like, these people are all capital A adults. <laughs> so when I discovered, like, you know, a year ago when we started doing this podcast, when I discovered that Evangeline Lilly was 24 when they filmed season one, I was like, no, that's not right, because she's an adult, and so I can't be older than <laughs> older than she was yeah, in okay. season one, because that means that I'm an adult, and I don't like that. <laughs> Self-delusion is so, the most powerful yeah, form of delusion. <laughs> It really weirds me out to read about, like, you know, actors that, that I'm older than, like, my favorite actors when they did their projects and everything. I'm like, no, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't compute. So that's why I have a hard time seeing her as a 24-year-old. It's just because I always grew up, like, she is adult. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is weird in retrospect. Same thing, like, I, I like I thinking back to Lord of the Rings, I'm pretty, sur- I'm pretty sure Elijah Wood, like, I'm way older than Elijah Woods was in that role. Oh, yeah, I don't know how old he was then. And uh, same thing with Sean Astin. Yeah. It's, but at the time, I was like, oh, wow, look at look at these, you know, 40-year-old hobbits. <laughs> these men. <laughs> these men. <laughs> now they're boys. Oh, shit. So we see Kate's mama, and... Yeah, we find out that Wayne is abusing her, but she's staying with him anyway, even though Kate has tried to get her to leave. And she says, I made my bed, Catherine. And Kate says, your bed's gone, Ma. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) It's not funny, I'm sorry. No, it's great because she's like, hey, I saved you. Oh, shit. Yeah, but like in the worst way, she blew up their fucking house and took out an insurance policy on the house. There's no way her mom's going to get that money. (laughs) That's so Uh, stupid. Well... But if she wasn't in on it, then Yeah, I, but she's not going to get the insurance money because it the house was blown up intentionally. 
It doesn't matter if she did it. Insurance doesn't cover arson, does it? Yeah, of course it does. Does you're, it? Like, your car, like, if you get in a car accident and it's not your fault, the insurance is still going to cover it. It's the same thing with, like, if somebody That's... burns your house down, they're going to cover it. <laughs> okay, they, they, may, okay, sure. There maybe. are, there, there's coverage for, for, like, malicious acts. Okay, okay. Well, I, I sure hope her mama got the money. Yeah, I sure hope her mama did too, but yeah, I... Anyway, we find out that her mom is the one who called the cops and turned her in. When the... Is it Frank? Oh, shoot. What is his name? Mm, I think it's Frank, but it might be... Uh, it's definitely not Frank. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it's Frank. It's Edward, I think, maybe? Oh, that's fucking stupid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's way yeah, better Edward. Frank. Edward Mars. Um, anyway, yeah, so he, when he's, like, fucking with her, he reveals that her mom turned her in. And remember the episode from season one? Uh, where Kate sees her in the hospital. Yeah. And she's calling for help, right? Yeah. She's, uh... Oh, yeah. She's not very grateful (laughs) for Kate for getting her out of the situation. Wow, that... You know, I forgot about that. That explains a lot. Yep, yep. Her parents are just shitty. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's see... Yeah, the marshal arrests her, and with th- this episode obviously is their first interaction. He has a really weird accent in this episode that I don't remember. Did you pick up on that? I, I don't know about accent, but he, he was definitely like... He was like putting on a weird asshole voice. Thank you, yes. So, <laughs> so it, it was an affectation. But he, yeah, it just, it kept going in and out. Like, before he revealed that he was a cop, you know, he was talking to her and he was like... Hey, don't I know you? Uh, yeah, no, like it, it was no, but it was it was that kind of weirdness, like yeah. And then he was like, the 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 it, during the duration, he's got this. Oh, what's in Tallahassee? You know, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it was it was like uh, it was, very it was weird. stereotypically bad guy. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. So they're in his car. She's handcuffed. He's taunting her about you know asking why she killed Wayne, trying to get her to admit that she killed Wayne. And, you know, he lays out the whole situation. It's white trash, you know, white trash man gets in the mom's house and is beating her and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's raining really heavily and he's not paying attention because he's being a dick. And then a horse runs out into the road and he swerves and crashes. And she kicks him out of the car (laughs) and then drives off. This whole sequence was ridiculous. (laughs) I... You know, I I try to suspend disbelief for a lot of stuff, but you don't travel. You never, ever travel with the suspect on the front of the car. In the front seat, yeah. With their hands in front of them. That's why they make funny seats for the for the back, so it has room for their hands to be behind them. Yeah. It's just, you know, and that, that was all, you know, assuming this took place like, what, five something year, five years before the plane crash or something like that like she's not that much older right yeah for yeah. a plane crash so it would have been like late 90s yeah it's not like the 60s when they were just like you know it, it, it was all very bizarre yeah it, i mean that i feel like we would see happen like that we see every time they interact he's it's like he's not doing it i don't know it's like he has this weird personal vendetta against her from the beginning and so he never does anything the right way and she always gets away from him <laughs> Yeah, he's not very good at his it's job. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> and it, it's like, yeah, like you're not... And it's weird to me that we see this from the very beginning. Like, we're led to believe in season one, that little arc with him in season one, like, oh, he's been chasing her for forever, and they have this back and forth, and he has, like, been led to... He's become this way because of her. But this was literally their first interaction, and he's yeah. already acting like a bizarro, weird, weird man. <laughs> weird, yeah, and... bad cop man. <laughs> And is he, so he's a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. Yeah, it does, that doesn't track either in terms of, like, it, at that point in your professional career, like, you're not that, you're a much colder. Yeah. Just in general. You're not yeah, a rookie cop anymore. Yeah, he seems to take anymore. it he's so very per- personally. Yeah, he's taking it personally. So, and so, like, intimately with her when, like, she's just a person he's arresting. Like, I don't know, it, just, it seems like he's taking it personal. And <laughs> this is their first interaction. I would assume... From the way that they interact in season one, like, it seems like it probably would have started out in a pretty standard way, and then she escaped from him again and again, and he becomes this, like, crazy, crazy man trying to catch her, right? Yeah, their their rapport in, in season one, it reminds me, just in terms of the intensity, like, Walt and and Hank in Breaking Bad, like, yeah. this thing that's, that's slowly been devolving over time, but right, it turns right. out, oh. No, he, he was like that from day one, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's bizarre. And he treats her... He's, despite the fact that he doesn't take any precautions, like you said, having her in the front seat and everything, he's treating her like a hardened criminal. Yeah. Not like a young, young fucking girl who, you know, was in a bad situation and made a mistake. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very weird. It's bizarre. And... I mean, the rest of that sequence was, you know, okay, so they hit a pole so hard that the airbags deploy, but then they dr- she drives away totally okay, and there's no <laughs> damage on the car. That was just like, really? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The plot needed the car to be able to still drive, so. And they, they, and, and they, drive they, it they, did. The thing they, they still could have had it where she was in the back, and the yeah. horse ran out. Yeah. That would have, that wouldn't have been any less believable like there's right. all kinds of that trope is used in all kinds of things where something happens in a and a protagonist is is like allowed to escape yeah 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 they definitely yeah. went about it in a weird way but she fucking sparta kicks his ass out of that car. I know. <laughs> that part specifically was pretty great yeah no it was very it was very she's she's just like rears back and wham the fucking door <laughs> flies open and he like like does a triple barrel roll on the ground and crumples in a heap it's like holy shit <laughs> she gets some power in our our final flashback kate goes to visit her dad who we think is her real dad who also her dad looks like a muppet i had to say it <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god his like, facial uh, expression was very flat in this whole scene and like his mouth was just a very very straight line and he looks like a Muppet. Interesting. And I think that every time I watch this show and I can't ever get the thought out of my head. I, that didn't <laughs> occur to me, but it, the interaction was strange. Yeah. Especially when, especially at the point where he says, because I don't have murder in my heart. Murder in my heart. It's like, which uh, is laughable. you're a recruiter for the military. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you are, you are the worst of the worst because I you're. I knew. Yeah, I knew you'd have a field day with that line. <laughs> I, I don't like, have murder in my heart. I don't have murder in my heart. Are you but sure? You get paid s- to have murder in your heart. Yeah, that's a requirement. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Anyway, so she reveals that, you know, she found out that Wayne was her real dad. She's making a scrapbook and saw pictures of blah, blah, blah. Her, you know, her dad was stationed while in, her mom was pregnant with her. and In Korea, right? The math didn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I didn't tell you because I knew you'd kill him and your mother loved him. And I didn't kill him because I don't have murder in my heart. And then he says, I'm going to have to call the cops. Yeah. And she says, can I have an hour? Like, why? Why does everyone feel the need to call the cops on their daughter? It's really bizarre. That's what I don't get. <laughs> I'm going to have to call them. You also just could not call them. Yeah. That would also be cool if you didn't do that. Yeah, like, hey, guess what? You're... Uh, standard laws don't even apply to you you're part of the military system like it would be a whole different thing yeah also okay is there any and you can obviously say i have no answer or can't answer is the fact that he was stationed in korea important at all no okay it's not yeah no there there wasn't supposed to be anything in that moment okay but yeah that that's the flashbacks you know hashtag kate did nothing wrong yeah I feel bad. I want to feel bad for her and care about her, but then we get all the shit on the island, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Daddy yeah. issues is just such a tired <laughs> trope. It is. And I guess, like, I don't know. Every character on this show has daddy issues in some form or another. And so the reveal that, yes, also Kate's thing is also daddy issues is like, ugh. <laughs> really? It's not great. <laughs> also daddy issues. Anyway. Let's get to the island, shall we? Yes. Because the very first shot in this episode is a good one to talk about and think about and look at. Because the first shot is Jin stepping out of his tent without a shirt on, which is, I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I knew he was like in good shape, but I didn't realize he was like. Oh, uh, you didn't realize he was the hottest person on the island? <laughs> I didn't realize because, he was like, whoa! Six, he's like 6% <laughs> body fat. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, he's way way too attractive to be allowed that is the definition of shredded not ripped (laughs) shredded uh and then sun comes out behind him and they just kind of survey their kingdom let everybody know that they totally just did it that's exactly so larissa looked over at me he's like they was fucking they had a fun night they look over at hurley and he gives him the thumbs up yeah like oh like what does that mean like like hey you did you did a good job. I heard the noises she made, and I know you did a good job. Like, 
Well, no, he's not saying good job, but he's like, hey, hey you know, good for you, man. Okay. Right? <laughs> this is you so weird. I would nailed never... your, your hot wife. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's just. <laughs> I don't know. It's so, funny. It's, uh, yeah. It's <sighs> Hurley being Hurley. It's Hurley. I mean, literally, like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Like, they <laughs> they step out of their tent and they're like, everyone, did you know that we just had sex? And then you make eye contact with them. I don't yeah. know what I would do, but I feel like flashing a thumbs up is not. Just do like some very, out of the realm. very subtle hip thrusts with yeah. your t- tongue halfway out, like eh. I, maybe not that far. <laughs> thumbs up though, I'd probably do. Or do the. Or I would the, just be like, nice. <laughs> do the chest bump, like, you know, <laughs> just. Oh man, it's so good. It. I'm so happy they're back together. Yes. And so are they. Um, but then it pans over to Saeed digging Shannon's grave. It was a real, uh... A real come down. Uh, reversal? Yeah. Yeah. And then we switch to the hatch and we see Jack treating Sawyer's wound, um, or treating his fever. And he wants to know where Kate is, and he mumbles, I love her. That was just a weird scene. Yeah, it was. It ev- This episode just... I I like the dynamic between Sawyer and Kate in this season, for the most part. That makes one of us. But, but, the love triangle is so forced. Because, again, everything with Jack is so forced. It's super forced. Like, if they didn't have any of that, just having the stuff with Sawyer and Kate, I don't hate. Because, like, it makes a lot of sense (laughs) that they would be drawn to each other. It doesn't make a lot of sense that Jack and Kate would be drawn to each other. They're just kind of smooshed together all the time. And they have weird, you know, very rarely good chemistry but mostly just weird it's it it's, almost seems like filler yeah it's bizarre. just bad filler and yeah the and even this i mean maybe it'll change like we're on what this is episode eight or something yeah and there's nine 20, nine eight. episode nine okay uh <laughs> yeah sure there's like 20 something episodes in yeah. the season yeah so it's feasible at some point my opinion of the sawyer x kate thing could change a little bit it's still i'm still like oh, for fuck's sake please do something do something else but yeah it's still not as egregious as the parts with jack and God, I know. again i guess that's that kind of plays into what you're saying like this was a stinker yeah because of that there were certainly right. some interesting parts but right i don't understand the point of this other than just having a love triangle unless it pays off in some other way but what i'm gathering from your input is that it does not pay off in some it's, other way yeah it's just it's just a love triangle it's just annoying <laughs> and it's just like and especially later with the scenes with jack it just seems like un. it's just like standard early 2000s misogyny in a tv oh, for show sure, yeah. yeah for sure so yeah. yeah that whole that all of that i just like this is stupid yeah we go from that scene to seeing Kate in the jungle, and she sees a black horse. Which, at this point, we don't know the connection. We don't know what the horse is, yeah. It's not until the end of the episode that we see the horse in the flashback. Right. So all we know throughout the episode is she sees this horse on the island, and she's really shaken up about it. Also, the foley work is really weird when the horse, like, canters away from her. Yeah. It sounds okay, like it's on you. pavement. Yeah, okay, it's, thank it's like you. they added, like, a clip, 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 clip. <laughs> I, I thought it's like, uh, maybe I'm just being too picky, because I, I, I feel like I'm guilty of that sometimes, of just being a pedantic yeah. asshole about stuff. But I was like, it's not on fucking Main Street. Yeah. Why is it clip-clopping away? No, that stood out to me, too. I was like, what is the... Is there some, like, cobblestone that we don't see there or it's something? Just, it's just weird. Just these weird little, like, what happened? Like, <laughs> it, we, get, we go from an episode like the last two to this. I'm just not, I'm just not sure what, what Yeah, happens. again, it's very jarring when there's a subpar episode of the show because most of them are so good. Yeah. So when we get one that's not, it's like, what is this shit? <laughs> and even, even in, like, the super good episodes, there's occasionally stupid stuff, but it's never enough to detract. Right, right. But stuff, I don't know. It, this episode was mostly stupid with a couple of interesting scenes. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to get through. Jack, let's see. Back in the hatch, Jack tells Kate to go to the beach for Shannon's funeral because he doesn't want her to be with Sawyer, I guess, is like what we're getting from this scene, Because right? he know that Sawyer like, loves no, no, her. no, I'll stay with him. I'll stay with him because like, he loves wow. you. Is that really a shock, Jack, at yeah. this point? You really not know that? <laughs> but she stays with Sawyer. We see the funeral. Fucking Navi and Andrews makes me cry again. Also, it makes me cry that he's wearing like a polo shirt 
I don't know if you noticed that. Like, he's he normally just wears, like, a wife beater or whatever. Yeah. He's wearing a polo shirt, and it makes me think, like, he looked through his stuff to find, like, the nicest thing that he had. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't, the, I like, didn't oh, think about God. that. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be able to wear a suit, right? But he's got a polo shirt. He can wear that. I don't know. I don't know why it just, like, that little detail choked me up. That's fair. I, again, it's the, it, it's a, it's a juxtaposition of, man, this is, like, because, again, he is, his, his ability to, like, really express emotion and be super convincing about it is awesome. I know. And makes other moments seem dumber. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, know, it's his just, performance the bar is set so high. Yeah. His, his performance in this funeral scene makes me care so much more about his relationship with dead Shannon than I will ever care about the love triangle <laughs> between yeah. Jack Kate and, and I don't I, I didn't never gave a shit about Shannon but I give a shit about yeah. Saeed and, and, yeah exactly because he looks like he's fucking lost somebody the whole time yep exactly so yeah it's you know it's definitely and it's I understand it, it's gotta be hard to like when you have this many people you're not it's probably hard to match everybody's competency yeah i guess yeah but there's certain moments where it stands out <laughs> right and this is one of those uh we go from the funeral scene back to the hatch with sawyer and kate and things get a little interesting yeah yeah um she's just by his bed chatting to him about you know she's mashing up some fruit to feed him and she jokes about how she's gonna have to spoon feed him like a baby or whatever <laughs> and then <laughs> i just heard larissa go oh, in the background <laughs> yeah Horrible. And she mentions disgusting. <laughs> she mentions that she saw a horse, and then Sawyer starts mumbling, and she leans closer, and he fucking grabs her by the throat and yells, "Why did you kill me?" So what? What does this mean? <laughs> are, are are we introducing yet another layer of I don't even know, just supernatural weirdness? Are there ghosts? Wander. I mean, we've seen ghosts before, right? We've seen his dead dad and other, you know, stuff similar to that. Can so, I be uh, okay? I'm gonna get real get for real. a minute here because I hate this episode and I hate Kate and I don't want to waste any time speculating on this plot. Okay, <laughs> shit. Because this one, you this get is one real that, fucking real. This is one that makes me real mad. This, is this whole is this nothing. This whole shit is nothing. This, God damn this it! This Sawyer Wayne thing and the horse—it's an example of the writers. Ha they didn't really know. They didn't have a plan yet. Basically, <laughs> oh, God. when a when a long term plan was made, uh... they have kind of like retroactively been like, "This is what the horse was supposed to be," but. It's not. It's nothing, Marshall. It's nothing. <laughs> Sometimes this show has things that are nothing, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> this episode is just a real doozy, and it's it. It honestly, I I went back and forth of like speculating about what it could mean, but legitimately, this one just doesn't mean anything. Wow. <laughs> I guess they can't all be winners. Because uh, I was definitely thinking about the horse. I was like, ooh, a black horse. That's like ominous and foreboding yeah. and i'm sure there's some kind of cultural significance from some kind of culture or about it or something yeah. no we could talk about like you know later later in the show we'll have enough information to you know talk about what they retroactively decided this meant hmm. but it's really nothing okay it's also kate so <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry to bring that one down well we can focus on the interesting parts of this episode now yeah Jack and Locke come back to the hatch, and the alarm is going off with 20 seconds left, and Kate's not there, and Sawyer is unconscious on the floor. <laughs> it's a real close call. A very close call, which I love. They do this, you know, we're, we're gonna see this a couple times, where it's like, oh, is this gonna be it when the timer runs out? Oh, God. But then they get to it in time. Okay. <laughs> it's very fun. I like it. Oh, there's a, a, there's a nice little scene in here of Jen getting his handcuff removed from season one. Yep. Kind of a little bit of obvious symbolism there. Him, like, officially no longer being an outcast. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. And there's a bit... Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this here. There's a bit with Michael notices that the hatch has blast doors. And well, he the, is... The, the corridors inside the, the hatch have blast doors. Yes, yes, yes. The 
main, I'll say the main part of the hatch. It has these blast doors surrounding. And he's speculating with Locke why those might be there. And Locke is like, well, there's this movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch this movie. And Echo says, I would like to see it too. I was so excited when he showed up for that. I know. <laughs> so good. We see Kate in the jungle wigging out and Jack catches up to her. and He is exasperated and just perpetually out of breath. <laughs> like, that's another thing with Jack. There's, there's the Jack face and then there's he's always out of breath. Whenever he's talking to anyone, he's always like, oh, I just, oh, what's wrong with you? We gotta live together. Where's Dylan? Like, he's always, always, always out of breath, and I don't know why. Very breathy. And um, he's trying to figure out what's wrong, and she's freaking out, and he hugs her, and is like, it's okay. Well, he forces her he to He forces hug her to hug him, but yeah, it's like, okay, I guess he's trying to comfort her. Pro tip, everybody, if someone tells you to let go of them, you should probably let you go You should probably them. let go, yeah. Just, you know... You should probably let go. And then sometimes that person might randomly grab you and make out with you for like a full minute. Yep. And then run, literally run away. <laughs> she actually ran away actually from him. Actually ran away. <laughs> like a fucking high schooler or something. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that whole scene was stupid as hell. It was rough. She meets up with Saeed and tells him that she's going crazy. And she says, do you be believe in ghosts? And he says, I saw Walt in the jungle before Shannon was shot. Does that make me crazy? Excellent point. And then his his face, man. Yep. He doesn't have time for Kate's problems. <laughs> no, he's got to suffer. He is so sad. I feel so bad for him, but also like... No, I do feel bad. Just period. I feel bad for him. Yeah. It would be very... I feel bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even though it was Shannon, I feel bad. Oh, for sure. Let's see. We're going to come back to all the Locke and Echo stuff, because we'll talk about that at the end. The interesting stuff. Later on in the episode, we see Jack chopping wood, which I think I told you back in season one. That is the show's way of telling us that a character is in crisis. <laughs> or like they have anger <laughs> to work out as they go and they chop wood. Well, it's straight up Hurley calls And then Hurley out. says that. Yeah, Hurley, uh, again, he's our our audience voice. But again, um, why does he have to say something weirdly racist? Because that shit was, you know, considered funny and charming. I guess. Okay. Yeah, when he's like, Rose's husband is white. Didn't expect yeah. that. that, that because was like, it, why Hurley, though? Because he's so nice. <laughs> like, why is he the one that has to say this, like, b casually racist boomer shit? It's so weird. Because it was 2004, and, uh, you know. They get the Hispanic guy to do it, so it's okay. <laughs> can't be racist another racist being racist yeah Look at sure. that. that's okay and then he's yeah he says to jack sawyer's the one who always comes down and chops wood now you are it's like transference, transference. <laughs> that's what they call it at the mental hospital <laughs> so yeah that's the conclusion of our weird ass oh no 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 wait no no sorry that's not the conclusion of the weird ass love triangle scene i just mistakenly thought i was at the end of my notes we see kate back with sawyer again he doesn't respond to his own name, but he responds to Wayne. Well, but it, so this is when they, when she shows up and and, uh, and son has is taking care. Son is taking care. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And then she excuses son. Okay. Right. So he's yeah he's been unconscious, and Kate asks did he say anything, and son is like uh no. <laughs> She's like <laughs> fucking look at him. He didn't say anything. <laughs> he kind of grunts when she says Wayne. So she has her little confessional with him, uh, and she says she killed him because. Part of him was in her, and she hated it, and that she would never be good or have anything good. And now she f has feelings for Sawyer, but every time she looks at Sawyer, she sees Wayne, which is weird, rough. Well, I mean, it's the very definition of daddy issues. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it is. I mean, Sawyer is Wayne, and Jack is Muppet Man, <laughs> and what she's this? trying to what is he, pick between is her two his name daddies. Tim? I don't know. Tim Austin. Because all I see is a Muppet. <laughs> like, like fucking Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Remember Sam the Eagle from the Muppets? Yeah. Oh, man. It is the American way. <laughs> it is the British way. <laughs> God, I love the Muppets. So, yeah, I don't know. They have this moment, uh, but then he wakes up and we realize that it's it's actually Sawyer and not Wayne Sawyer. Well, but that's because Wayne's spirit has let his body Left. come back to its controller or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, who 
knows? Who knows, Marshall? Who knows? I sure don't apparently, know. it doesn't mean anything. I sure don't know because it's nothing. God damn it. It's a whole bunch of nothing. I mean, part of that is frustrating and part of that is validating because when I saw it, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I honestly, yeah, I did not even want... There's so much in this show to actually think about. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let Marshall waste his time with this one because it's... You know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you know what, audience? Free I'm up sorry. my bandwidth. <laughs> If the audience is upset, if you haven't seen this before and you're upset that I ruined that mystery, I'm sorry. It was a non-mystery and there are so many more to come that are real that we will actually spend hey, time talking about. Hey, guess what? She did you a favor. I did. I really did. <laughs> you should be thanking me, actually. Uh, you're welcome. <sighs> okay. Because you're right. There is there's so much other random shit going on. that, And that's, again, I guess maybe one of the double-edged swords of the show is where I'm constantly like... What does it mean? Right. Sometimes it and doesn't fucking mean anything. A lot of it, though, almost all of it is, yes. you know, random shit that we should explore because it does mean something. But the horse and the Sawyer Wayne possession, that that's not it. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it, Chief. <laughs> it's fucking funny. I like this part, though. Sawyer realizes that for the first time that he's in a bed. And yeah. he's like, are we saved? Are we saved? And she says no. And I love this moment because his face is kind of like, oh, okay. But then the camera stays on him for a second and you can see his expression change to like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me so much of, I don't know why, but this, this little moment reminds me of Return of the Jedi with Han and Leia when Leia kisses Han and she's like, oh, don't worry about Luke. He's my brother. And they kiss. And then Han's (laughs) face is like, huh? That's I did not make that connection, but I get that. That's very it's such funny. a random, bizarre, obscure moment. But is that right after he gets pulled out of carbonite? No, 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 no. It's it's like way later in the movie. Oh right, okay. On on Endor, because he's all pissy with her, and he's like, "What are you in love with Luke now?" That's right. And when she's like, when oh, "No, the, he's my brother." When they're in Teddy Bear City. Yeah, <laughs> and then they kiss, but his eyes are like, "What the fuck?" Anyway. Uh, I don't know. It reminds me of that because he like at he first he's just like quite a bit of emotions. In the yeah, like the range seconds. of emotion. <laughs> oh man. Okay. And then she walks him out of the hatch to show him that they're still on the island because he's like, "No, I don't believe you. Like, what is this? Of course we've been saved because where are we right now?" Yeah. And she walks him out of the hatch and he says, "Son of a bitch." And then he sees the horse too that Kate sees. Which is really interesting, but it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. God, you're so defeated when you say that. Oh man, the, and I know, listen, and I I'm know it's real you. because you watch so much of this. The I know when of you time sound. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that it's coming from your own, like your own personal experience, where you're like, it's nothing it's like if you were here in person you would be grabbing me by the collar and pulling me close (laughs) and be like it means nothing nothing Nothing." oh man i'm glad that you suffer for the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) and then our final little piece of this dumbass love triangle well the final piece for this episode quadrangle (laughs) quadrangle is that a word Anna lucia thrown in the mix oh now i didn't even count new... that i guess oh god i don't know it felt to me to me this scene at the end of this episode feels like well i don't know what i'm gonna do with kate so let me come to my new lady friend <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like to me especially because of their conversation like we only see a few minutes of it but um she says do you want to waste that on me she says are you here to convince me that everyone doesn't hate me and he says only if you're going to try to convince me that every woman in the world's not crazy. Ah, God. Oh, Jack. God. Okay, Boomer. Just sit down, boy. So sit down stupid. and shut up. Yeah, I don't know. That's that, I guess. But let's talk about this other thing. Yes, the most critical part. <laughs> the most critical 30 seconds of this episode. So I skipped over all the stuff with Locke and Echo because I wanted to talk about that now. We talked about how... Locke shows the video to Michael and Echo, and then after they watch it, Echo says absolutely nothing. He just stands there silently and then walks out of the room. I know, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) We have a brief scene where Locke is explaining to Michael, uh, he's showing him that you can't type anything in the computer, 
until the alarm is actually sounding. Right. Um, and then you're able to type in the numbers. And then Echo returns, and he says, I have something I think you should see. And then he tells the story of Josiah and the Book of Law. What? Where is that in the Bible? Is that in, like, one of the Gospels? No, it not it? I'm going to sound really dumb if I get this wrong. Is um, it? It's, okay. It's when telling the, st- the story of, is it Deuteronomy? Is that the Book of Law? In the Old, it's Old Testament. Deuteronomy, I think, is right. But he says he says they find the Old Testament. But is is he referring to like the Torah, the five, the first five books? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so that okay, because w- when I hear Old Testament, I think of like the first sixty six books or whatever, right? But, but right, no, but the original yeah, Torah yeah, was yes, the first just five. The first five. Yeah. Okay, so that's what he means by finding the Book of Law. He finds yes, the Book of Law, the yes. Torah. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense now because that story rang a bell, uh, but yeah. I couldn't. I I was confused as to when he said Old Testament, what he was specifically referring specifically to. talking about. Yeah, the Torah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so this whole story that he's telling, this whole scene, Locke has this like shit eating grin on his face, like he feels so superior. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like, oh yeah, tell me your... Yeah, he's sitting there tale. like, oh yeah, tell me your little story, Echo. Like, what do you have to show me? And then, you know, he's basically sitting there twiddling his thrum- thumbs through the story. But then he says, on the other side of the island, we found a place much like this, and in this place we found a book, and I believe what's inside there will be of great value to you. And then Locke opens the Bible, and he finds that part of it had been cut out, and inside of it is the missing film from the Swan Station video. Never would have guessed in a million fucking years that's what it was going to be. Right? <laughs> I thought he was going to find, like, a numeric or not numerical, I can't remember the term for it, but when when you go into texts and you search for, like, correlations between the starting letters and all this kind of stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, site, like, if, if oh, like he's like going to find a cipher inside, oh, okay. of, the, yeah, inside yeah, yeah. of the Bible. Not that right. it had a fucking old cut in it like it was a Coke, like for a Coke smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so he looks so smug during that whole scene. And then whenever he opens it and he pulls the film out, he like holds it up to the light and sees what it is. His face. Yeah. He is like in awe. Holy fuck. Yeah, he goes from like, you know... I'm the I'm the sheriff here, right? Yeah. To oh my god, Echo, you've been sent from God <laughs> to bring me this thing specifically. <laughs> oh man. And then later he says, you know, they're they're splicing it back together. And he says, Somebody made this film, somebody cut this piece out. Two halves of the same plane crash on different sides of the island, and here you are with the missing piece. And he says, What are the odds? And then Locke says, Don't mistake coincidence for fate. No, uh, Echo does. Echo, sorry. Echo says that. Don't mistake coincidence for fate. Which is so what, like a straight out of Locke's playbook. Uh, yeah. What, what What is your read on Echo right now? I don't know. I think, I mean, the, so it seems like, you know, you we initially get the idea that they're going to be like opposed to each other in some right. way. But it's I, I feel like they're starting off by setting a rapport because they, they are both spiritual, religious supernaturally inclined mm-hmm. and so like you said Locke has that that face like okay yeah cool tell me your little tale and then he shows them the thing and so that I, I feel like maybe Locke it, it I don't know about maybe respect or just like he identifies with Echo a little more after that yeah because he's speaking his language right and then Echo talks about the what you were just talking about with the the fate. Yeah. He's hard to read because he's... That entire time when Locke is lo- like doing the taping, he's just staring a hole into the side of Locke's head. Right. <laughs> like, but he, he seems very... I mean, he is not... He's What he says is don't mistake coincidence for fate. No, he's... he's it, like, they're, they're on the same page with that. No, no. Don't mistake coincidence for fate. He is saying this is not fate. He, he is trying to bring Locke down to Earth. Oh, I thought he was saying that it was fate. No. Locke is the one bright-eyed over here saying, wow, you know, what are the odds? You know, we're on opposite sides of the island and the two pieces of the video are on opposite sides of the island and blah, blah, blah. But Echo looks at him and says, don't mistake coincidence for fate. Meaning, this is a coincidence, not fate. Interesting. 
And, you know, the whole story that he told about Josiah, it was all about, you know, the followers were worshiping false idols. And, you know, then then they rebuilt the temple with this book. Okay. Like, I, I think that in his mind, he is hoping that what is in this book is going to open Locke's eyes to show him that he is, quote unquote, worshiping false idols. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's a different... Okay, I did not pick up on that at all. Yeah, the the wording, you know, that that's what he's saying. Don't mistake coincidence for fate. He's he's saying this is not fate. So the missing film they watch, it says, do not attempt to use the computer for anything other than entry of the code. This is its only function. You may be tempted to use the computer for communication with the outside world, but it's strictly forbidden. It could lead to another incident. Another incident. And then our final scene of the episode. Michael hears a beep coming from the computer. A different beep. A different beep, yeah. Written on the screen is, hello? And he responds, hello? And it fucking cracks me up, because the look on his face in this scene is like he's a guy in, like, a chat room, right? Yeah. He's sitting there, and he's like, oh, why not, right? Let me strike up a conversation. Yeah, it's like, You know, he's like, hmm, okay. The person says, or the computer says, who is this? And he says, this is Michael. Who is this? And then the computer says, dad? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know what you think about this. And I need to try I... really hard not to react. <laughs> oh, God. I think... Oh, man. So the here's, here's the possibilities, I guess. Okay, yeah. It's Walt, and he's at a facility, and right. he has access to a computer. Right. That seems like a stretch. <laughs> okay. The others don't... I don't know, I guess because of their clothing and their methods don't strike me as, I don't know, maybe they do. Maybe they just, maybe he's in like a f- fucking extended education learning center <laughs> and just hanging out, you mm-hmm. know, doing, maybe it's Beacon teaches typing and uh, a chat window shows up. I do not know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, according to Goodwin, when they take these people, they give them a better life. So he might not be a prisoner. Right? Right. He might have access to, if they have a computer, he might have access to it. Well, he might not be a prisoner in the traditional sense. He's definitely not allowed to leave. Right, obviously. But, I mean, he might not be, like, confined to a space without access to whatever resources they might have. He might be, you know, while he's not free to leave, he might be free to roam about the cabin with everyone else, right? Maybe it is. So, it could be him. Maybe it is Walt. (laughs) <laughs> what are our other what are our other possibilities? What other possibilities? Are, uh, okay, the, so the okay, so the system is fucking with them. Like yeah, so it could be the uh, even there. There's the a others. Of, it could be a the of, others. Fucking yeah, with it could him. be could be the others fucking with him through the computer. Or it could be that the system itself has some kind of sentience and is yeah, fucking it, with them. That's right. a whole other can of worms. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> Are you too tired about, for that right now? <laughs> not not too tired, but like that we're talking about like the, the singularity, the technological singularity where we right. as, we achieve AI and it changes humanity irreversibly. And that that's a philosophical discussion. I have no idea if that that's the thing. If we get more <laughs> hints to, towards that, then I'm all down to, to get well, into that. Let's try to be a little bit more uh, basic about it and and without dizzying ourselves going into the implications of it just as with everything on this show we've got our uh, as we're seeing in this episode with the introduction of the the dharma initiative and the hatches and everything we've got our mystical island explanation or we've got our science experiment explanation right this is either a message from the island through the computer or it's like you said, maybe not some kind of AI, but maybe it's, you know, part of the experiment. Or it's the others trying to fuck with our group through this computer. Or it is actually Walt, who yeah. is, who we know has something special about him. He has maybe found a way to access a computer. And through, you know, fucking divine intervention, it's his dad on the other side when he's trying to communicate through this computer. I think those are the four big... Right? It's either island mystical stuff, or it's intentional scientific experiment stuff, or it's the others being antagonistic, or it's genuinely Walt. And we know that Walt just shows up to people spooky. Ha- yeah, yeah. He has appeared to people. He has appeared to people. This could so be his way not... of appearing to his dad. Well, that's assuming that it's that he 
that he's doing it and it's not something using his image. Right, right. Huh, fuck. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is really, this is really, I have, I, I mean, I'm going to go, oh uh, boy, whatever, who cares? It doesn't matter what I say because it's, it's going to be wrong. Marshall. I'm going to say, no, I mean, just because this is one of the weirdest things so far. Also, just remember, this. there's no way that this is the end of the conversation. This is just all that we're seeing. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. This is, yeah. We might not even see this sh- shit for another season. Who knows? Because <laughs> the way they... This Could might be, be another smoke monster situation. goddamn second smoke monster. We don't, we don't <laughs> get to see their fucking uh, AOL instant messenger chat until season three. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's Walt. Okay. It's actually Walt. Okay. And the reason I think that is you mentioned the fact, like, we talked about his specialness. Yeah. We talked about, uh, you you reminded me about Goodwin talking about how they have a better life. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, I mean, when they showed the kid with the others, like, you know, they were showing everybody from the waist down. Yeah. It's not like they were dragging the kid by a leash, I don't think. Right. So, it you know, kids are pretty easily brainwashed. Right. So I could see that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's actually Walt, but it doesn't mean that he's not being influenced. Exactly, yeah. Somehow. Right. Alrighty. Well, I can at least tell you this. We will get the resolution to this in this season. Does that make you feel better? Yes, it does. This this scene and this whole, you know, Michael with the computer thing, that is going to be a main arc of this season. So we will get to see it play out. We're not going to have to wait <laughs> indefinitely. It is not another smoke monster situation where That's we're just exciting. waiting and waiting and waiting for it to come up again. Okay, um, cool. That will be this season. So there you go. All right. You're welcome. Excellent. As if I wrote it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that was what Kate did, I guess. That was what Kate did. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I mean, part of it's like I, I, you know, I appreciate what she did. Yeah. It's just the, and I don't really, it's not like her character. It's just the stupid writing in terms of the forced love triangle stuff. Yeah. That's I will say, though, this part. episode did a good job. I think that we had the same thought in in white rabbit in season one which was the episode where jack saw his dad and it was the same thing where like he hadn't slept in days yeah. you could really tell in her face like something about the makeup and just her acting like it didn't feel over the top to me like she really did seem haunted and like i think she did a good job uh acting in this episode it was just most of the shit she did was really stupid yeah but i bought it um <laughs> yeah again it's i it's, bought the performance it's the writing not the yeah performance. oh man yeah but there's definitely, this this episode at least gave us something to look forward to with Jack and, uh, I'm sorry, with Locke and Echo, which, you know, for the time being at least, they are going to be on opposite sides, it seemed like. You know, for Locke, having Echo deliver this missing film to him and then watching it together, like, this has confirmed for him that this is all fate and this is all very important, right? Whatever they're doing with this button is very, very important. And Echo seems to not think that. Or at the very least, I think I think that his whole story about Josiah to Locke was supposed to be a warning. Like, I think that Echo, you know... It makes more Rose, sense. Rose has a quote-unquote bad feeling about the hatch. I think that Echo thinks it is something sinister. I think he's trying to tell Locke that they shouldn't be exploring this. Because either that or that was just a really dramatic way to tell him that I found this film, right? That that huge, long story <laughs> just to reveal what he found. I, you know, I think that it was supposed to be more and I think it was supposed to be a warning. That makes more sense in retrospect. That it's, yeah. in terms of the false idols, that really hits right. home right. with their opposed versions of, of faith, I guess. Yeah. But we do know that whatever Locke believes in is real to some extent on this island right <laughs> right like the the smoke monster the the weird stuff happening the fate you know what i mean like oh, mm-hmm. he's he's certainly had enough things it's one it's one of those things where it's like his his weird superstition has been confirmed to a certain extent by Ex- oh yeah for stuff. sure yeah yeah so it's gonna be like a battle of the because the other way you could definitely interpret them differently and that's the whole thing with with different like philosophical viewpoints is that you can interpret things in vastly different ways depending on 
how you approach right. it. And Echo, you know, Locke is a very spiritual man. We don't have any reason to believe that he's a religious man. Echo is a very religious man who, as far as we know, has not had any kind of mystical interaction with the island. Right. Like we just talked about in the other 48 days, no smoke monster, no polar bears, no crazy shit, no visions that we know of. So now he's coming up to their camp and he sees, oh, this button that's supposed to save the world. And he sees this man who who thinks that there's some, you know, divine purpose on this island or whatever. So he's coming at it from a very strictly religious viewpoint. And yeah, I think it's it's very easy to see how he would see this all as some kind of worshipping of false god or, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's like the golden calf. So yeah, calf. That, that's where he's coming from. Because he hasn't seen anything yet. So maybe Locke is going to open his eyes, right? Uh, maybe mm. he'll have some kind of vision and then he'll be Team Locke. It'll be a comp- I think it'll be going to be a competition to open each other's eyes, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the different ideologies, the different approaches to what they see. I do think at some, like like we're talking about at some point, I do think Echo is going to see something. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be up to them to fight fight it out about what he actually sees you know yeah is this just gonna be further confirmation of what he thinks or is it gonna challenge him Locke's mm-hmm. been challenged already because he started to lose his his leg resurrection right right <laughs> yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if echo also goes through some kind of challenge right that's a whole right that's also a very consistent theme in uh religious stuff in general is the trials you know, challenging the faithful yeah oh yeah well um, speaking of challenging faith, the next episode is called the Twenty Third Psalm. Who do we wild wild oh, guess? Who do we boy. think an episode called the Twenty Third Psalm is going to be about? I'm going to go ahead and say Mr. Echo. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's either okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, don't overthink it. You're, it no, is no, Mr. No. Echo. Oh, okay. It is. No, you well, did it. You did it. <laughs> hold on. Well, you sounded like like oh okay, you got it. Well, because I was sometimes I like to pretend that maybe you didn't have it. Just, like, so it's a surprise, but, I mean, yes. <laughs> that one is about Mr. Echo. Let's see. Yay, Mr. Echo! Yay! Oh, okay, Psalm 23 is the, yes, Val- Valley of the Shadow of Death. Yeah, it's not related to a challenge of faith, but I was just trying to tease the fact that it's about Mr. Echo. <laughs> okay, hold on, but is it gonna be, is it gonna be him, or is it gonna be him and somebody, he's gonna have to interact with somebody on the island. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna point. tell you, like, what the episode's about, but... No, I know. I'm just the, I'm trying the to think. flashbacks. It's going to focus on him, flashback wise. Okay, I'm thinking maybe it's oh, maybe it's him, him and Charlie, maybe because uh, that's the only other person that's like the only other. Catholic. I mean, he's not really religious anymore, but he's definitely well, I mean, holding he... on to some religious artifacts because right, he's got that he... sweet, sweet dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, and we saw him. Uh... I guess we don't know how recent it was when we saw the scenes of him, like, clearly still being quite Catholic. Right, but yeah. But, yeah. So you think that Echo and Charlie are going to interact in this episode? Yeah, I mean, if, he's, if it's going to be... Because we've already had him interact with a spiritual but not religious. Yeah. And then everyone else is, is not particularly either. Yeah. So then I, it would make... If, if he's going to have some kind of meaningful interaction, it's going to be... Okay, that's... Yeah, that's interesting. Charlie definitely needs to be uh, quote, saved. Quote, religious... <laughs> Yeah, you need to go to a methadone clinic, but... <laughs> That's not fun. Poor Charlie. No, it's bad. I am excited to have an episode about Mr. Echo, though, and how the hell it's he got that name. so good! Good. He's so, like, imposing. I know. He's such a good character. And his, like, every time they, like, again, it's, I don't know what it is, maybe just because he's such a massive human being, but he always just dominates whatever yeah. shot he's in. It It is so good for the show that they didn't introduce him until season two. Because if he had been one of the original survivors, I would not give two shits about anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is just so much more. Everything about him is so much more interesting than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is like, he's just always staring into your soul. I know. It's like, what he's do you like know that I don't? Intense. What do you know that I don't? You'll find out some more next se- next episode. And next season, probably. Which is what Probably. you started to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited to... Uh, so it'll be... That'll be episode 10. Yes, indeed. In the meantime, you guys can reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter, 
at Jungle of Mystery. We are on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. And we are on, we have an email, which is junglemysterypod at gmail.com. Yep. And if you want to listen to us, obviously you're already doing that. But if you want to know all your options, find us on Spotify. You can find us on Anchor, which is where we publish it. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and a couple of other ones that have started showing up. I'm not familiar with, but they're there and we have people on them, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, reach out to us. You know, let us know what you think of the show. If you're enjoying it and you have friends who like Lost, definitely share us with them. And let me know (laughs) how much time you spent agonizing over the fucking horse (laughs) and what it possibly could have meant. Okay, I gotta know. How many rewatches did it take for you did you, did you, uh, when you finished it the first time, did you like, okay, maybe I didn't get it or did it take? Well, I mean, okay. By the time I finished for the first time, I did not remember the horse, right? Like right. they introduced so much that when we get to the end of this first rewatch, you are not going to remember a lot of the little mysteries. But when I watched it for the second time, you know, knowing everything, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Wait, what? This still doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? And then I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's at the point at which I looked into it and I was like, am I stupid or like, what is this supposed to mean? And then I saw that like, they kind of came up with like a a ham-fisted answer for like what it meant, but it was, it was just nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could tell it's supposed to be an omen, but it's, you know, the fact that they don't flesh it out any further is pretty funny. Like, oh man, that's great. Fucking Black Beauty shows up. That's it. (laughs) I mean, I... I initially assumed, like, whatever it was supposed to mean in terms of, like, the island communicating with Kate or whatever. Like, if it's supposed to be the same as Jack seeing his dad and all that. But just at face value, I assumed that it was supposed to symbolically mean that Kate was, like, saved. You know what I mean? That the horse was what saved her from the marshal. And it was her, you know, being saved or freed or whatever by the island. I, I assume, so my thought was that it was like an omen of change, not necessarily good or bad. Okay. But just change. Because she gets caught again and again. Well, right, but. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing it reminded me of, and this is a total, I have no idea if people have watched the show. There's a great show on Amazon called Outer Limits. It has Josh Brolin in it. But mm, it's about time, to. it's about time travel. But it, there's a recurring theme of, of a buffalo showing up at very critical moments, almost like an omen hmm. with, and it has two arrows in it that are native American in origin. So that's part of like the time travel thing, but that's what I, I, I came thinking of when I saw, okay. you know, and it's, when you see animals show up repeatedly, that's a pretty common thing yeah. to use in terms of signifying something. Right. Well, that would be cool. I <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> hate to break it to you. You're so disappointed. Oh man, this is it, one of the very, very few times this show truly disappoints me. <laughs> it's just, it's such a, it's so rare to hear it in your voice when talking I know, about this I show. Know, I know, but it's such an insanely groundbreaking show, and they had so much, so many threads that did come to a very satisfying conclusion. It's okay if there's a couple that get fucked up along the way. It's literally would not be possible for them to perfect it. You know what I mean? No, and every time I go back and listen to, like, the episodes when they've been edited and they're ready to post, I'm reminded of stuff I've already forgotten about <laughs> that yeah. we talked about. That, yeah. Because there's so much shit going on. Yeah. So. It is what it is. I even, so, and this is, I don't know, this might stay in, it might not. I went to go listen to the the last episode we were ready to post, which is episode seven, but I fucked up and I started listening to season one, episode seven, and it took me about 15 minutes to realize I was not listening to the correct episode. <laughs> you were like, wait, what? I don't remember any of this. I was like, because everything's just so fucking out of the blue and who knows what it's about. And so I was like, <laughs> this seems familiar, but of course it does because I just watched this episode and then I finally realized. Oh, that's so funny. It took me 15 minutes into one of our one of our podcasts to realize I was not listening to the correct episode. That so, is so funny. Because there's just so much shit going on. Oh, man. So, I, I realized that when we finally mentioned, like, we, it was a discussion of, like, what else was on the island and there was no mention of the hatch or anything. I was like, well, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. I looked at it again. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm fucking stupid. This is, <laughs> this is a year ago. We recorded this a year ago. Oh, man. 
Well, that's all I got for this one. Alrighty. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I wanted to tell you. Yes. I already, I guess I already told you about this off mic, but audience. Audience. I saw a trailer for a movie. Oh, right. I saw a trailer for a movie called Plane. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost feel like we should do a bonus episode about this movie. If it comes out on like fucking straight to straight to VHS, I'll watch it. <laughs> VHS. It's called Plane and the tagline, fucking you guys, plane. do you guys want to know the tagline of this movie? Called Plane about a plane that crashes on an island. The tagline is Will they survive together or will they die alone? Also, by the way, it's a Gerard Butler thing. It's a Gerard Butler flick. Which which I don't know what happened. I guess he just at this point is just doing movies to get paid because he's been in so many stupid ass movies. He was in, remember Geostorm? Yeah. God almighty. Wow. Plane. What were the other ones that, yeah. Plane. It's called Plane. Plane. They should have at least fully ripped off the line and just committed and said, guys, if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Uh, so it went from Jin having filled a hole to Saeed filling a hole. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? Cut that. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. Right um, they all get to fill her hole later. All Go right. Ahead. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we see <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm not sorry actually but go ahead 